Hi gorgeous, so this podcast, just brief little um, intro here, is something that I, it's literally, I had something I've been dreaming about, it's a dream come true for me. I had been watching this one, Anne-Marie Paul, um, on YouTube for a while and I'd always dream about like well when I get to this place in my life I'm gonna reach out to her and ask her she'll come on the podcast well when I do x y and z you know when I get the guts to da 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 that I'm gonna reach out and connect with her um I always wanted to have a conversation with her and I am being completely upfront about this. I thought it had to be in a certain, I don't know, like space or place, improve myself in some way um, before I reached out to her. And then July 22nd, I believe, I could be wrong on the date, is, um, that's, I think that starts like Mary Magdalene's um, day. And I had been learning a lot about her energy. And so I signed up for her course, The Magdalene. It was like this three-day workshop um, because of work. I think it was just the one session I did, but um, the one session I did completely changed my life. And um, and I kind of shared that my ovaries were energetically dying, but there was so much freedom within sharing that piece of my truth as sad and raw it was is so much freedom within sharing a piece of it so I thought the best way to kind of introduce this gorgeous 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 guest is something that she wrote on Instagram she literally just released it it's her dancing in Bali so she lives in Bali how amazing is that and she said her Insta- her Instagram handle have the link underneath, but it's underscore Amory Paul underscore. So she's dancing in Bali and it says Bliss Bali. Good morning from Bali. It's a peaceful Sunday morning here and I'm in the jungle. It is misty and cool and I'm feeling grateful and excited to share with you today. The bliss body, also called the light body or our energy body, is an electromagnetic field around our bodies. Information from previous lifetimes are stored here. The bliss body informs your physical body and the experience is in accordance with your highest potential. Its health is more important than our lungs, our hands, or any other part of our physical body because its health determines the health of the rest of our body and our lives. Without attending to the bliss body, serious melancholy, Depression, if not knowing your purpose or why you are here, results. Strengthening the bliss body allows for the talents and skill owned in previous lifetimes to reemerge in this lifetime. It also facilitates the processing and therefore healing the traumas that your soul went through in past lifetimes. When a soul does not fully process traumas from the past, the trauma repeats. It's as if the imprint of the trauma attracts it over and over again. Let me just add this strengthening your bliss body feels really good like really, really good. That's why it's called a bliss, B-L-I-S-S, body. (laughs) 
and it's not hard. You don't have to force it. The simple act of reading these words, acknowledging existence begins the process. You're experiencing reoccurring patterns of scarcity, fear, disempowerment, loss, grief, or disrespect. It's likely that this is an imprint stored in your field. Trying to fix these patterns by rearranging by rearranging the circumstances will not create the outcome you desire. These must be addressed at the root and purified there. I'm excited about sharing the ways in which my girls that join Feminine will be doing this. And Feminine is something that she'll share about in this recording. We will focus specifically on the heart and sacral chakra where there's so much grief and distortion I've been stored there. Um, so it's it's so exciting. So without further ado, we're going to head into this podcast. Uh, I'm feel so grateful to have this gorgeous soul here. I had a little bit of recording issues toward the end, so you might hear a little bit there, but how about it, gorgeous? Are you welcome to travel with me to Bali? Let's go. Hey, beautifuls. Welcome to Goddess Angel Body Secrets. Woo, woo! New name, new style, new vibration. Let's go. So we are traveling to Bali today with the gorgeous Anne-Marie who helps to unlock the goddess frequencies within women's bodies, gets them back connected to their health, their sexuality, their sensual energy and brings out the femininity of their bodies. Welcome to the podcast, gorgeous. I'm so happy you're here. Oh, thank you so much. I'm absolutely loving your energy, loving being here. I can't wait to dive into all this. Oh, it's so, oh my gosh, yeah. so excited. <laughs> so we were talking about lingerie right before this podcast kind of started. So if you were to describe yourself as a lingerie collection, who would be Anne-Marie and what would be this the story of the fibers of her body? Silk. Yes! There's this beautiful lingerie that I buy here in Bali, and it's these, it's just like silk, and it's not lace, but it feels really good on the body. It's very French in the way that it's not, it's almost like you're just completely naked because it doesn't even make the boobs, it doesn't even support the boobs in any way or push them up or anything. It's just like, it's just over the breasts and feels nice. And then the underwear, like sometimes I'll get the thong, there's sometimes I'll I'll not even wear the thongs, but they just, it's just this beautiful silk and nice pinks and peaches and creams and very natural, very organic. It's all handmade, ethically made here in Bali and it's not very durable. It falls apart really quickly and you gotta buy a new, you gotta buy another round of them a few weeks later. Like it's not like very strong you know but yeah. they're just beautiful and they feel really good and that's how that that's how that's the lingerie I like <laughs> I love it oh my goodness that sounds so feminine I love it would you mind sharing so speaking about feminine I know that you have a program called the feminine could yeah. you would you mind sharing a little bit about that and about your work and what is it that you do yeah so the thing the main, I'd say if, if my work was like, you know, like a bullseye, there's like something in the middle and then there's like rings going outward from it. Mm-hmm. The center of my work is is really helping women reconnect with their yoni and helping them connect with the power, the sacredness, and the eros 
inside of their yoni and literally mm. just going into that sacred place and reclaiming it, taking it back. And I do this through teaching them Dallas Tantra practices. Um, of There's a Dallas Tantra practice called Yoni Egg, and it's a small crystal. And there's several practices that can be done with the Yoni Egg helping women to reconnect in a really loving, sensual, non-goal-orientated way that wakes up the pleasure and the sensation inside of the vagina. And the then there's lots of other things to reclaim. I can just give you some simple ways to start mm. right now is just look in the mirror at your yoni, relax, take some deep breaths, put on some music, maybe put a candle, just look at her, just receive her, and notice the feelings that come up in your body. Because... Women have been trained to um, just uh, disqualify, reject. Reject, mm. it needs to change, it's dirty, it's gross, it's bad. And this is so detrimental for our psyche when we are having thoughts of our vagina is bad, dirty, gross. Well, if you're thinking that about this place in your body that is such a huge nexus of nerves, intuition, wisdom, pleasure, orgasm. There's, um, the vagina is a, um, there's chi there. There's energy there. So we have our different chakras. And for women, the second chakra is a powerful place of creativity. So to have thoughts that her yoni is somehow wrong, I mean, that just shuts down all that creativity, all that pleasure, all that beauty all of that potential so that's that's the core of my work is is that and then but there's also so much more there's how do we calm our mind how do we focus on what what happens when we truly focus our mind on only what we want Mm -hmm. so i've experienced massive upgrades by sharpening clearing purifying my mind with gratitude, with affirmations. Um, the affirmations don't work if you don't also do the somatic work, the body work, if you don't clear out the unconscious. But there's so much power that can, can happen with that. So that's another part of my work is mindset. Um, and even though like the, the center of my work is for Yoni, there's also opening up other parts of the body, opening up particularly the heart, and the breasts and reclaiming this feminine part of our body. So this is, yeah, it's that's deep. kind of a short answer for my work. It's deep, and I completely resonate with that. So it's kind of funny because it's like, and part of my mind, I guess you can say my rational mind, but it's not really rational mind. It's like a rational mind that belonged to some dude that wrote anatomy and physiology book or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I've been doing this womb meditations recently, and I had no idea. It was a womb meditation led by someone else on the podcast named Kara Sing Song, and I didn't know that I had visions that were inside of my womb. And the first time a vision ran out, I was like, girl, what? Like, why didn't you tell me I had literally visions that were inside of my womb? Yeah. You know? There's, yeah, when women reconnect with their womb portal, their yoni, it's such a mystical experience. Oh, my God. Dreams and emotional processing and art, poetry, um, just orgasmic pleasure and also different experiences old patterns that were repeating in their life just stop 
yeah. boundaries that used to be so difficult are now natural. Like, there's just so many things that just naturally change or fall away. They literally they wake up in a different world mm-hmm. because the energetics that they're emanating are different. Yeah, and that's so true to what you said about, like, how we've been taught that it's ugly, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I recently took a mirror and I looked down and I was like, oh my gosh, what a palace. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But, right? Yes. Like, what a palace. But it is it is that kind of feeling, but it's almost instinctively that we know that it's not um, as ugly or it's not even though we're taught to, like, cover it because, oh, it's, yes, it is definitely a sacred place, but I think sometimes in covering it, um, I think I'm, maybe if I think, like, back just an experience in church right like having to cover my body extra because like oh so and so's kind of looking at you you know and not realizing that when you cover it that kind of makes them want it even more and um even going into this kind of going off on a ledge and I definitely have to research this more before I come all the way forward with it but my roommate is a social scientist and she was sharing in one of her classes that um, she has a Jewish student and she who recommended that this Jewish sexologist come. And she's like, I didn't know that like even existed, right? To come to their classes. Yeah. And so she came to the classes and he was sharing how in the Song of Solomon, they talk a lot about the breast, which is very interesting in terms of how often this area in our body has been sexualized, right? Especially just going back in history compared to like if a man's walking around with his shirt versus a woman, right? Um, but, and I, and I think part of me just knew this because for, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the Bible, but in the Song of Solomon, he mentions drinking from a cup a lot, but the cup is yeah. actually, it's not cup, it's not goblet. <laughs> Oh. is what her Jewish student was saying. Like, yeah, it's like, they're like, yeah, no, the Christians rewrote it. It's not actually a goblet. And the oh. sexologist that was in front of it was like, it's not actually a goblet either. It's the yoni. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> talking about oral sex in the Song of Solomon. Wow. Yeah. This is, I'm going to go look that up. Like, do you know what verse that is? I want to see that. I know. I have to sit down and see. Wow. But it, it actually, it appears throughout it numerous times. Because I just remember thinking, like, I remember thinking, oh, that's kind of funny how he's all about, like, her breasts and how the hair looks like a doe. And then he's talking about sipping from this wine. And even as a kid, I never got why he was talking about, like, sipping from this wine. Wow. But yeah, now I get, yeah, now I get, because that was some good wine. <laughs> yeah, very good wine, very valuable. Oh yeah. my God, amazing. Right? I love hearing things like that. Isn't it amazing? So how do we, how do we get to see this area of our bodies as beautiful, as like palaces, as sacred, as Yanni? Like, what's the first step in doing that? Um, the first step is, wanting it Mm -hmm. intending it like turning like just turning your gaze towards the desire for it and going okay I want to have self love I want to reclaim my erotic energy I want to reclaim this part of my body as sacred beautiful and sweet and amazing and magical 
So the desire is the first step. And then the second step would be, um, like just placing your hands over your yoni mm. and breathe. You can breathe into your hand, breathe into the yoni and try to relax the muscles as much as possible. Mm. So kind of like what I talked about the mirror thing where you're looking, that might be a bit much for people or maybe not. That, that's an also possible early stage step. But looking, placing your hand over it, and just having a conversation. So, Yoni, hi, I'm your owner, (laughs) I'm your brain, I'm the other part of your body. How do you feel? How are you? I want to reclaim you. Because the the Yoni is, there's a lot of nerves that go from the Yoni to the body and into the brain. And when we... Right now, this part of our body for many women is really shut down. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't trust us because we have overstepped her boundaries several times. Mm-hmm. We have done things that she was a no to, but our brain was a yes to. Or maybe our brain wasn't a yes to. Maybe she was um, violated by another person. But a lot for a lot of women, the Ani is very shut down, and so there's actually numbness there. And so recreating that relationship, that loving relationship, may not happen you know, just right away. It's mm. It takes a rebuilding of trust. So for me, when I, one of the things that I did before I found the Oni Eggs, I was here in Bali and I wanted to um, reconnect with my feminine energy. And mm. there was a woman who taught me these different practices. I, don't, I think she said they were geisha practices and it was just inhale, squeeze the pelvic floor. So squeeze the muscles inside the Oni and imagine water going up to the crown of the head and exhale relaxing and she said to do that every morning for like three minutes or something like that so I was doing this practice and this began the process for me this was a six-month process it wasn't overnight where I would have dreams visions spontaneously released with tears um, and I began to attract experiences in my dating life that mm-hmm. were um, like opportunities to speak my truth the, the quality of the connection with the man shifted the man that I ended up crossing paths with shifted and um, like the way that I behaved and treated myself directly was reflected by the way that they treated me and respected me so it's like that level of so it's like when we are treating ourselves like a queen mm-hmm. and just really honoring ourselves moving out like there, one of my teachers always said like only move as fast as the slowest part of you and then my yoga teacher also said the slower you go the better it is but it's like for the feminine and for recreating this relationship like slow 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 like you know, you're, you seem like a very mystical person, and I'm sure probably a lot of your audience will like resonate, like understand this concept of like time is malleable, time isn't necessarily solid, and mm-hmm. so there is no rush, there's no rush, and like the slow, like we can really take so much time and just pause, and mm-hmm. yeah, so recreating that relationship is all about our yoni re, like trusting us. That we will not let her boundaries be crossed. How do you? How do we forgive ourselves for letting her boundaries be crossed? So, 
This is this is a beautiful question, and this is about understanding that the reason you let your boundaries be crossed was because it was actually the safer option at the time. <sighs> like you were trained, we were trained as little girls by our society, by the TV we consume, by um, for whatever reason, there were things that we did as children to get love and attention mm. that we needed to survive because children need so much attention. They need to be looked at. They need to be doted on. They need a lot of. They need a lot of care. And so there were things. There were behaviors that we. Um, uh, what's the word? The, like habits. There were habits that we had. And so then, as an adult woman we might still be playing out those patterns and those and replaying those habits. We might still do those habits because that's how we got love as a child. Mm-hmm. And so it's like having compassion, and this is like a general, maybe simplifying it down, but does that resonate? Yeah, no, completely. Completely. Okay. So it's like, just how do you forgive yourself? You just understand that it was the best option that you had at the time and um like recommitting I'm sorry that I did that and because one reason why we don't forgive is because we are afraid it will happen in the future we don't trust we think if we forgive it then we might then then it might not be a wrong or bad thing and then we might allow it again yeah so if you can just say oh okay well I I've, I did this thing in the past, and I I forgive myself for doing that, and I commit to making a new behavior. Yeah. And then in this commitment to the new behavior, what often happens is the world around us tests us. So the same experience might come to us again, and... The, one of the most magnetic words, one of the, in, the key in manifestation is the word no. Mm. So as we're manifesting what we want and calling in what we want, which is full self-love, full embodiment, like honoring, we might, the universe might say, do you really want that? Do you really want that? And then they're going to bring you somebody and you got to say no. Mm. And then if you say no, the universe understands you've just like drawn a line in the sand. It's like so many parallels, both to the lingerie aspect of things to me, like in terms of, oh, we're cutting out a new lingerie pattern. Like that was the only pattern we knew, but this is a new design. And then also I think of it as well as kind of like working out. It's guaranteed, at least when I used to train clients, it was guaranteed that something's going to pop up that's going to test your resolve. Like if you're, when you're committed to your program, that's a natural way of things. So that makes, Mm, that completely resonates with me. Totally. You know? Mm -hmm. And like Mm -hmm. the bravery in that. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. How do you, so especially with everything going on right now, um, I think there's certain parts of our, and I don't know everyone's personal experience, I just know mine, but there's certain parts of our bodies that are waking up, they're calling out, but we're also being overloaded with more energy than other types of energy, right? So how do you protect, and this is a deep question, but how do you protect your yoni in this? How do you protect like your wombs, your ovaries, 
when it's has a lot to kind of process, you know, because especially I think if like we're feminine energy, a lot of us are empaths and we can uh, take that in. Um, yeah, that's a good question. And it's interesting that you, you, I feel my, I can feel the energy coming at me toward me mm-hmm. and it's intense. This is what's happening in the world around us. Like it feels intense, but I don't feel it in my womb and ovaries where I feel it more is like my throat and heart. Really? Okay. This is a good conversation to have. Yeah. Mine's been in my womb, my ovaries. Okay. And you feel yours in your heart. This is interesting. mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like for me, the way that I'm releasing intensity is with tears. And I'm just like, like, I will get these waves where I just let it all out, and I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I'm just going to yeah. let it go. So I think if, but the way to release when you really feel intensity in your womb, really good things to do. I mean, do you have a yoni egg? I mean, that's a great way to... I have, like, a, I have like a wand that I do, and I have, like like breathing for me has helped a ton but it's like a new kind of breathing I don't even know how to describe it it's like I breathe I don't I wish I don't have the right term for it I didn't know this type of breathing existed it's almost like I breathe so deep into my body into my feet that I'm like all of me and then I thank my my ovaries like when they're hurting I thank them for taking like the pain in yeah. That's big. I love that you like channeled a new type of breath. Yeah. <laughs> um so Yoni egg is a really great way of releasing mm-hmm. because it's a crystal so it's a, it's absorbent and when you use it you after using it you would like you bless it up before and then you bless it up after. Another way that you can release from the womb is by laying on your stomach on grass. Mm. Like the earth energies are really powerful. Or walking through um, somewhere in nature if you have the opportunity to walk barefoot. Yeah. But the earth is very, like, that can take all of, like, she really can hold us and help us to release. Mm. And if you have the opportunity to jump in a lake or a river or the ocean, like anything in nature is going to really help to yeah. reset our energy field. Hug yeah. a tree. Put your oh back my goodness, up yes. A tree. <laughs> yeah, I, I legit hug trees and I say, I cannot take this right now. I need you to take this from me. I legit hug trees. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, that's... The nature's so healing for any yeah. any time there's stuckness. Yeah. I love that you hug trees. That's so cute. I am literally like, oh yeah, it's typical for me to hug this tree so you can't take it and so I need to ground and I forgot that. Yeah, I do I do do that. Um, you had a post on your Facebook and only feel like whatever you're comfortable sharing, of course. But I'm going to butcher this name, but it was it Shabari? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was, and it was like some kind of Japanese rope tying. I had been thinking about trying that, but not knowing a whole lot about it. Could you just share a little bit about like what it feels like and what it is? 
Yeah. Um, so I'm not an expert either. And when I did the post, there were a couple people that kind of, I'm going to use the word corrected, but I don't know if they really corrected me, but like apparently like it's not BDSM and uh, I don't know, there was a definition was a little bit incorrect. So I may not be 100% correct here because I'm not an expert in this. Girl, I was cheering you on for putting yourself out there and for putting it on social media. <laughs> I was like, go ahead, Anne-Marie, all the snacks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so it's... Okay, so I think the reason... Sometimes I get, like, FOMO, so I want to do something because everybody else is doing it. So people... Yeah. So my best... One of my best friends here in Bali is really in the Shabari community. She goes every week. She's training how to tie other people so that she can offer this as a service. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, the divine mother, the sweet, soft, sensual energy, right? Yeah. And... So it's, it's also something in my community. There's just a lot of people doing it. Yeah. So I've been, I've heard about it, and I was curious about it, and I wanted to experience it. And yeah. I got invited to do it um, by a man. And he was very, like, he had lots of lovers, and he was very flirtatious with me. He was somebody who I knew through the community, but we also um, were in a salsa class together. So we had that dance chemistry, and it was fun and funny. But... When he, I said, I want to go, but I don't feel safe. Yeah. Can we have a conversation? Yeah. And he wouldn't have a conversation with me. Wait, he wouldn't um, have a conversation no. with you? Oh, no. You were not about to tie me up and not have a conversation with me about things. That's crazy. Yeah, talk about the universe. Listen. Yeah, now that's a hard no. You know, bringing you the experiences uh-huh. and giving you the opportunity uh-huh. to speak your truth and to say no, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I was ter- my body was terrified. I was like, I, I, oh, I'm shit. curious about this, and I feel like I do want to accept your invitation, but I'm scared. And I, and I kept, and I would give him my, this is what I need to not be afraid. Yeah. And then he was like, no, I'm not going to give you that. Do you want to come? And, I mean, it was just so ridiculous. I mean, it was just a clear no, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just Good for you. no. Good for you. Obviously. I mean, there's no way I was going to let him tie me up. Yeah. If you won't even, like, what the hell? That's yeah, crazy. please. <laughs> so, I just let that desire fade away. And then when my friend Janelle um, began, you know, inviting me to do it, I still felt a little bit scared, but not as much. And then one day, what was happening was I was actually in the Shibari experience came to me during this period where lots of manifestations that I had, lots of desires that I had were coming to me because I was diving mm. into new practices. Mm. So whenever I dive into a new practice and I start to make my etheric, move the chi more, like get the aura activated yeah. more, it's like the desires manifest immediately. Yeah. And so this, this desire that I had completely let go of came because I was just busy minding my own business and doing my practices so when she tied me up it felt like I was being swaddled like a baby and it felt so good my arms were squeezed my legs were squeezed my everything was squeezed but she had all her attention on me and she was like gently caressing me and she was giving me little kisses on the face and on the head and she was touching my hair so it was like it was like the most, like, divine feminine goddess, like, swaddle, like, 
in the womb. My my it was at a party, and my wow. best friend was sitting right next next to me. So talk yeah. about being safe. Like, yeah. And there was another the man on the other side of her that we were there with was a really dear friend. So oh, I wow. was completely safe because. Kevin wow. was there, Stephanie was there, Janelle was with such a good friend of mine, and I was just wow. being so well and held. And there was one moment where she took her hands off of me and she moved her body away, and I got scared then. Huh. So it was when she, um, I couldn't feel her, that's when I got oh. afraid. Okay. Yeah. And then I guess what happens for a lot of people after Shabari is, Afterwards, the the person who tied them up, it's like they will hold you so that your nervous system can settle and calm down. Mm. And so that's what she did. She untied me slowly, which felt really nice. And then she was cuddling me, like spooning me and just gently touching me. And just a physical touch was just so calming, soothing, um, relaxing. Like it was just... It was just love and nurture. It was just nurturing. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that, Pilot. That is so special. (laughs) You know, and that's so beautiful that you stepped into this space, you know, and like tried something new. That's gorgeous. And it sounds like you've built the most amazing life for yourself. Like, it just seems so gorgeous, like, in Bali. I know that's not, I'm not quite sure where you started, but I know it wasn't originally, like, in Bali and with this beautiful group. How did you find your brave and your transformation to do that? Um, I, the Yoni eggs were a huge piece for me, actually, mm. with finding the community that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Because there is so much stored in the womb. Mm. There's pain, there's trauma, there's distrust. There's yeah. separation, there's this fear about trusting women, trusting men. And so there was a huge, massive, like, life before, life after yoni eggs. Wow. And I used the yoni eggs, and all of a sudden I was enveloped in, like, this beautiful community of women, of female friends. Wow. Loving me, supporting me, reaching out to me. And I, I have female friends, really good friends from... Um, you know, before I got to Bali, and I still connect with them, still talk to them, but there wasn't, but it wasn't like they were, like, we weren't with each other all the time, and now we're living in different parts of the world, whereas now it's like, my friends are, are a very consistent part of my life, so it's mm-hmm. like my friends now I see on a consistent basis, and there's like that regularity. Yeah. But that was a big key for me was the Yoni eggs. Oh. I'm just, like... There is an energetic in the womb. Yeah, there is. We are, we are wired for community. We are wired for connection. We are wired to magnetize our dreams and our heart, our desires. We are mm. wired for this. It's, and it will naturally happen if the womb is clear, if we are in love with it, if we are not resisting it, if we are not shutting it down, making it wrong, being ashamed of it. It's like it's the natural. It's our natural essence to yeah. be in community and be loved. So for the person that they're hearing your words, but this is the first mm-hmm. time that they're even knowing the truth, that this is our natural essence, like, 
wherever they are, whether they're listening to this, Australia, Iran, Greece, like wherever they're listening, just tapping into it. Like what right now, the after that they have is you, but they're still in there before. So, and I'm still trying to formulate kind of what my question even really looks like, but what do you want this person to know, whether it's about your program, the feminine, about your work or about life in general, what would you tell her? Trust yourself, trust your curiosity, trust your desire for community, trust your desire for sexual pleasure or pleasure in general, and trust that if you weren't meant to have it, you wouldn't want it. Mm-hmm. and that it's the process of waking up the feminine is it's you will be held every step of the way mm. wow. so sometimes we think that changes are going to be like really hard right. like you know you, you go somewhere and it's hard and it's discipline and it hurts yeah. but the feminine it's like the scariness is the vulnerability the scariness yeah. is that can I allow myself to be this vulnerable, this soft? Yeah. So I, I mean, for me, I, I spoke about this earlier. It's like the tears, the crying, the releasing, the letting yeah. go, the trusting. It's like the the feminine is all about just trusting that everything is in divine order and it will work out. Yeah. And that when things don't work out, it's for your highest good. Yeah. Um, I love it's kind of the circles right back to when I back in the beginning when I asked it was your favorite lingerie collection and you shared how it just sat right on your skin and like that kind of feels like what our essence will be like silk yeah like it, it it's like you're already perfect yeah right now you're already it, you're already there you're already perfect and it's just accepting it so it kind of ties into that question you had about forgiveness. Yeah. Because these voices in our head are saying that we need to be perfect. Like so much of us have this inner critic telling us that we're not going to be loved. The way to do it right is by being perfect. And it's like that, it's only that voice in our own. Yep. Hey, beautifuls. Okay, so my apologies. I had technical difficulties here. The gorgeous Anne-Marie was just telling us that it's this feeling of perfection that is really cutting everything off. And when we can eliminate that, that's if I can, if I'm saying it right, that's, is that's how we arrive at how, who we really are inside. Yeah. The, it's just the, the inner critic, the voice that says we're not already perfect or we have to try to be perfect. Yeah. That is our biggest saboteur. Yeah. The feminine, every, unique expression is distinct and unique and beautiful and special and has its own gift to offer and it's our the inner critic saying we have to be perfect we have to fit into this box we have to do more of this less of that louder brighter dimmer da 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 like it's our inner critic that is our biggest and worst enemy and the thing that shuts us down I think you know the most yeah well I mean, thank you for being, sometimes you don't know that a lingerie brand exists, for lack of a better metaphor, and you don't know a path exists until you meet someone who walks in that truth. And then you realize maybe that critic was made from what you said earlier, like patterns that we had built up 
that we just don't need anymore. That was our safe option. So thank you for giving us all a different route in this. Mm, yeah. You know, it's beautiful. Thanks for giving me a space to express it. Yes, yes. Where can we, where can we learn more about you and about the feminine? Because I know that's coming up. Um, and about your work. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Can you tag it in the description mm-hmm. here? Or yep. I think oh. my name's You, you have such the greatest light and such a soothing spirit. So Aww, it's something the world that. needs. <laughs> Thank you Thank for you. joining us. Hey, beautifuls. Thanks for joining Goddess Angel Body Secrets. Remember, their ultimate secret is you. And make sure that you check out the description below um, to visit the gorgeous Goddess Anne-Marie Visit her programs and take this time to really get to know yourself, know your yoni, and know that you are divine inside and out. Love you.